0: Hello again, my name is Zero Ash and this is Zero Ash Podcast. Today we'll talk about the album which caused a huge resonance among all music lovers and fans of various music for the simple reason that this album can be safely called the most controversial and provoking polar opinions. In other words, if to speak briefly, then you will either like the album in and out or you will spit on it for a very very long time. As for me, I cannot say that I am pleased with the transformations in this group that were represented in this album. Personally, I think that this release is the weakest in the group's discography. And not because it is much lighter in sound and not because it is as much radio-friendly as possible, all because of some other reasons which I will try to describe below. This time, this is Bring is The Horizon, more than famous British metal band, which soon began to play alt rock, alternative rock, and in this album began to play alternative pop. Along with it, speaking frankly, I always considered BMTH an example of a correct heaviness degrees, like which does not appear instantly and from nowhere, and on the contrary, this uh, heaviness degrees was done. Com- Competently, like, um, and uh, sensibly—I don't know what to say—and without losing creative personality of the group, this is more important. And frankly, this approach is illustrated by all previous albums, even by the release of "That's the Spirit," which also received a rather ambiguous reaction from critics and listeners. But personally, I quite liked it despite its weak spots. It seemed to me that from the moment the singles Mantra and Wonderful Life were released The guys would be introducing a new release called Ammo that will be like um, More like that's the spirit too, like the, the previous album like um, Continuation or say what you will which will be also alternative rock with synthesized instrumentals and sugary singing flavored with really, really tons of autotune. In this regard, it seemed to me that this release would be more stagnant than driving the band in particular creative direction. I was mistaken, the movement was. And this movement, in my opinion, was aimed at being fully pop, light, and compliant with trends that guarantee popularity today. Briefly, about album's cover art and concept. Cover is stylish and really serves as the most original piece of creative content that is contained in this album. The title, in the literal translation of I Love, serves as a reference to the fact that the themes of love, um, or romantic relationships and interactions pervade absolutely all of these tracks. Looking ahead, this is not entirely true. Like, for real. Let's start with the fact that the themes of skillfully veiled fake-tip sadness, depressions, anxieties and whatever caused by some incorrect or toxic relationships didn't really go anywhere in the music of BMTH. Since the album, there is a hell, believe me, I've seen it. There is a heaven, let's keep it a secret. Therefore, if we take it for good. Then the conceptual framework is not particularly far gone unless it began to provide us with references to the Deforest of vocalist Oliver Sykes. I am immediately moving to the text of the album because it represents the relatively strong and relatively original side of the whole album. In fact, the emphasis on additionally facilitated emotionality and melancholy is really more present here than in previous releases, because in them, these motives were combined with either aggressive or with the text full of despair and hopelessness, which in general works more than successfully. That is why I personally remember the text of the old tracks like It Never Ends, Blessed With A Curse, Sleepwalking, Avalanche and others for the simple reason that they really resonated with my personal feelings and emotions. I am sure that the other listeners had a similar feeling regarding the texts. Now, the lyrics and overall text of the album in most cases directly or indirectly refers to Sykes' divorce, which is as tragic as it causes some bewilderment. Um, Of course, we are not going to discuss, discuss other people's everyday problems here, but personally, in my opinion, it was not worth devoting a good half of the album to the theme of cheating and divorce. One track would be more than sufficient and much more veiled and detached so that it would have less biography and more creativity. The second half is absolutely randomized and inconsistent. For example, the text itself of the tracks like Mantra, Wonderful Life, Nihilist Blues, Heavy Metal and others is more than interesting, if we take them separately. But, how we do we connect the themes of mass following in the track Mantra, the approaching middle life crisis and wonderful life, and some mockery of the metal audience (BMTH) in the track like Heavy Metal does not quite seem to be possible. Like how do we connect all these different themes within this album? I don't know. Moreover, to bring them all under the line of love and relationships also fails in any way. As a result, half of the album is uh, like a clear reflection on Sykes' divorce, the second half is fully randomized. In my opinion, it would be better to somehow structure and present better even such diverse topics or at least somehow bring them under the um, like common denominator of that is represented by the theme of human relations. It seems to me that even the inclusion of some skits like in hip-hop or interludes or whatever that will connect all, this, all these themes would work in this regard successfully. Nevertheless, we have what we have here. Musically, we have a hodgepodge of everything, like a clear, incohesive mixture of everything that can be imagined, and this is far from benefiting the album as a whole. This album repeats the latest release of uh, 30 Seconds to Mars America, which also in its content had a couple of good tracks, mixed with greyish, greyish and really bland and boring alternative pop. And don't get me wrong, the album sounds more than pleasantly and there were no special complaints about it, if it hadn't been marked with the label called Bring Me the Horizon. Because it's this brand that spoils the overall impression. So essentially, from track to track we have jumps from synth tracks that border between stereotypical EDM of the early 2000s and Common Sense. We have rare inclusions of an overdriven guitar in the tracks like In the Dark, Wonderful Life and of course Mantra. In the synth pop tracks we again have a minimum of consistency and even less originality. The first track, I apologize, sounds like the stereotypical liquid EDM of the early years of the Pirate Station. Nihilist Blues has uh, vocals by Ollie Sykes which are twisted with the effects and pitch-shift correction to such an extent that it began to sound like Pendulum the inclusion of Grimes and Danny Filth uh, again did not contribute to the special diversity and originality of the tracks just because uh, they simply did not sound um, in their usual manner and performed a full balancing function opposing the vocals of Sykes. Plus, as I, as I mentioned on a recent stream on my Russian-speaking channel, the main riff of Wonderful Life track sounds almost like one-in-one, almost equal to the Gojira's Cell, With the, and the Grimes' vocals sound very much like Emily's part in Evanescence's um, Never Go Back. Too many, too many such stylistic coincidences, which again can be considered unintentional. And I believe that this was not a clear plagiarism. But in the end, music content cannot be called original or memorable either, just because of the fact that each of these tracks, like, creates a certain association that you have heard something like this before. The interlude Ouch again sounds like a distant greeting from the pirate station of 2000s, with an emotional but completely impersonal sound that someone like Netsky or bands like High Contrast or London Electricity could deliver much and much better. Next, the pop track Medicine, which again sounds like it was composed by the Chainsmokers. And the apogee of the whole trend-focused sound in the album is the track Why You Gotta Kick Me When I'm Down, because of the triplet vocal lines. Seriously, I could not in any way assume that one day the BMTH would sing triplets with Autotune on a trap beat. Further, Mother Town equals to any track of late, late uh, Coldplay. Heavy Metal is uh, clearly similar to Linkin Park after the Meteora, and like my subscribers said, Heavy Metal is simple to the track Jumpsuit by 21Pilot. And so you can, if you wish, guess and point out some borrowings and like inspirations. To say the least in the music of bmth i lacked one thing in this regard i lacked at least one track where bmth itself would sound even at the level of the album that's the spirit after all nothing close to tracks like throne or even drown was provided to us as a result one can one can like cut through each other's throats about who likes and who does not like the new BMTH album. But personally, I can safely say one thing. The album offers really, really great listening experience. It will take all the rotations on the radio and massive incomes from many listeners on both uh, concerts and like on streaming platforms and whatever. But personally, I would like to hear at least one track of BMTH that made them popular in each of the previous albums. And I'm not about uh, and I'm not talking about heaviness like uh, I'm talking about authenticity. Because you can listen to trap from more skillful artists, you can hear pop from better vocalists and songwriters, and EDM can be heard from much more solid and experienced producers. I doubt that these guys coped with adequately delivering the above-mentioned genres at the proper modern level, exchanging their original creative personality for this at the same time. Let's see what will happen next, but for me personally, AMO is the weakest work of the group so far. That's why I rate it 2 out of 5. So, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please give it a like. And if you're here for the first time, please consider subscribing. Leave a comment about whether you listened to this album or not, whether you liked it or not, and about what should I review next in my future podcast. So that's it for now. Thanks for listening once again, this was Zero Ash Podcast, and you'll hear me next time. Goodbye.